The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. Yeah. If that was for the choir, I think that was not even enough. But if that is for the word of God that is ever true, make it louder, make it glorious in the mighty name of Jesus. Say, Father, I thank you for your word. I want us to rise to our feet this morning and say, Father, thank you for your word. It is not the words of a man. It is not the word of a man. You know, someone said something, said that this book is a lion. And what do you do to lion? You release it from his cage. And that is what the word of God is. You release the word of God into every situation. And it will not come back without fulfilling that which you are said to do in your life in the name of Jesus. I want to just lift those right hands up to God this morning and say, Father, your word will not fail in my life in the name of Jesus. Your words will not fail in my life in the name of Jesus. I want you to know that whether men have given you words, they have failed. People might have promised you they have failed. Trust me, whether it's from back home you're coming from or whether it's here, men will always fail. People will always fail, but your word will not fail in my life in the name of Jesus. I want you to begin to commit the word of God for us as a church this year. It's the year of exceeding grace. The Father, every area of my life will encounter grace in the name of Jesus. Every area of my life will encounter exceeding grace in the name of Jesus. You have to begin to walk in grace in the name of Jesus. Whether you have been struggling in the place of work, trying to get to the next level. Whether you have been struggling in your homes, whether how to pay the bills. Grace is released this morning in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, let grace be released in the name of Jesus. Let your grace be released in the name of Jesus. Your word has never failed. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Please, I want to ask a question this morning. I don't know, maybe I don't have enough information, but have you ever come across a situation where the word of God has failed? No matter how difficult, please, I, I don't know, maybe I've not, maybe I've not had enough. But what I know is that God's word never fails. He said the word that has gone out of my mouth. What did he say? It will not kalamasat. It will not, he will not eat his word again. Kind. He will not, oh my God. He will not take back the words he has said. I remember there was a time I was praying. And God began to speak to me that, you see, when, he, when I speak into a generation, maybe I spoke to your forefathers and the word was not fulfilled in their life. That word does not go back. <laughs> that will continue. Just like the Bible says in Genesis 1 verse 1, that the earth was without form and void. And what was happening? The spirit of the Lord. 
the word of the Lord will continue to move from one generation unto another generation, waiting for a manifestation in just one person's life. Waiting for a manifestation. And I know that every word that has been spoken by God concerning your family, concerning your generations, maybe it was not even spoken to you. Maybe it was spoken to your forefathers. That word will not pass you in the name of Jesus. That word will not pass your generation in the name of Jesus. It will not fail in your life in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to say thank you. We thank you because when prophecies fail, when the words of men fail, we can always count on your word. Bible says the expectation of the righteous will not be what? Will never be cut short. Your expectation concerning God this year will not be cut short in the mighty name of Jesus. Why don't you just thank God this day and just say, Father, thank you for bringing us to the end of this month. This is the last Sunday in the month of May. Bible said there's, there's something about the end of this first half. As we go into the end of this first half, I want you to just begin to decree the word of the Lord. I love to declare the word of the Lord concerning the first half of this year that my latter end shall be glorious in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm not going to end this first half of this year the way I started in the name of Jesus because the word of the Lord says that my latter end shall be glorious. Therefore, I will end this first half as I go into the month of June. I will continue from blessings unto blessing in the name of Jesus. The Bible says we go from glory to glory in the name of Jesus. That you will go from glory to glory in the name of Jesus. I want you to believe that these are not the words of men. These are not the words of any man. They are the words of God. That in, as we step into this month of June, things will shift in the name of Jesus. Situations will shift in the name of Jesus. Difficult situations will give way in the name of Jesus. Difficult challenges will give way in the name of Jesus. Things that you have been opened up that you have been waiting for, they will begin to happen in the name of Jesus. They will begin to happen in the name of Jesus. You will be delivered by a mighty hand of God in the name of Jesus. You know what the Bible says in Psalm 18 verse 3? It says, I will call on the Lord who is worthy of praise. I will call on the Lord who is worthy of praise. And what did he say? He said, I shall be delivered from my enemies. So shall I be saved from my enemies. We are not talking about humans that are enemies. We are talking about situations and strongholds. Situations and strongholds that will not let us be who we, God has called us to be. Mental strongholds. I was praying this morning and I told God, God, only if you remind me about this, that's where I'm going to talk about it. And God told me something about something called spiritual abuse. There are things that you have heard from people that has become a blockage to what God is said to do in your life. Men that spoke out of hurts. They thought it was the word of God they were saying, but they were speaking limitations and oppositions. And all of a sudden, because you see, when a lie, you see, when a lie goes on for too long, what happens? 
all of a sudden it becomes, let me not say the truth, it becomes very close to the truth because the lie went on for so long. And many of us have been in the process of growing up all manner of things that we have had that have become like a paradigm for us. It has become your thought process. This morning, I want you to ask the word of God to break those mental strongholds in the name of Jesus. I want us to ask the Lord this morning that the Bible said he gave his word. He released his word. He gave his word and he delivered them from their destruction. That every mental blockage, every mental stronghold, every spiritual stronghold, everything that has become part of my generation, maybe because it was passed down from one generation or the other, like a habit, like something that you do that has become a stronghold against our progress. That it looks as if you come over into this place and things continue in the same direction. That Father, your word is released this morning in the name of Jesus. The Bible said, even the lawful captive shall be set free. That Father, by your word, by the utterance of your word, let every lawful captive be set free this morning in the name of Jesus. I ask this morning that you receive new understanding in the name of Jesus. I ask that the Holy Spirit sets you free. Bible says, he who the Son has set free is what? He's free, He's free indeed. I decree that we are free from mental strongholds in the name of Jesus. We are free from every limitation within us in the name of Jesus. As we go into this month of June, blessings upon blessings in the name of Jesus. Glory to glory in the name of Jesus. Grace upon grace in the name of Jesus. You will never run out of grace. You will never run out of grace in the name of Jesus. You will never run on empty in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because these are not the words of men. These are your words. And Lord, you are faithful to your word. Bible says you honor your word more than your name. You know, sometimes we just need to say it back to him. You honor your word more than your name. That this morning, you will honor your word in the life of the people in the name of Jesus. Let lawful captives be set free in the name of Jesus. By the utterance of the word of God, you'll be released from whatever situation that has held you bound in the name of Jesus. By the utterance of the word that has preceded this message today, the previous week, by the utterances of those words, we are set free in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are delivered in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we say thank you. We glorify your name. For in Jesus' matchless name we are prayed. Amen. Amen. If you believe that, shout it loud. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in God's presence. Thank you so much, choir. I want to thank God for the opportunity to be speaking, to speak to us this morning. And we're still going to stand up one more time because we're going to stand to receive the word of God. So that's, let's, while we open our book, our Bibles to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16, verse 3 to 4. I'll just give this quick announcement. June 2nd is what? Okay, only one person. June 2nd is? 
is <laughs> is the election day, June 2nd. Let's get used to it. Uh, you know, let me, uh, let me say that uh, many of us, maybe when we are back home, we are not even really serious about the voting. But this place, one of the rights and responsibilities of Canadians is to what? Is to vote. It is your right and your responsibility to go there and you mark the box X. You don't need to tell anybody who you are voting for. You are not expected to tell anyone. But please let the Holy Spirit guide you to vote for the right person, to vote for who will move the purposes of God and the kingdom of God forward in our generation in Jesus' name. So let's take note of that. June 2nd, this week, let's go out there and let's cast our votes and God will establish his, king, establish his kingdom in Ontario and beyond in Jesus' name. Next Sunday is also our Thanksgiving Sunday. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Great expectations precede what? A great harvest. Someone say great expectations precedes a great harvest. Have great expectation as we go into the month of June. The weather is better, so there is no need to complain. No need for, we don't have jacket racked anymore. And the weather will continue to get better. No more back and forth in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't stay home because if you stay home, you might have to stay outside in the sun. So let's make sure that the capacity, the church will be full, overflowing with abundance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And also, last but not the least, uh, in person, many of us have been enjoying our digging deep on Zoom for how many? Almost two years now. Yeah, that's about to come to an end. Because we are going back to in-person digging deep from this Friday. I thought we were going to shout hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. We are going back to in-person digging deep. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. We are going to come to church. Amen. Say I'm going to come to church. <laughs> For digging deep. God will help us in Jesus. Make sure you, make sure you said that thing properly. No? <laughs> I'm going to come to church, so from this Friday, we'll be having in-person. I know it's probably going to still also be streamed as well, but there's nothing as we coming together and fellowshipping with God together in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So like I said, let's stand to receive the word of God this morning. Mark chapter 16, verse 3 and verse 4. Mark chapter 16, verse 3 and verse 4. And it says, let's read together. And they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you because it is your word, not the words of any man. We ask that let your word mix with faith in our hearts in the name of Jesus. And that we will be doers of this word in Jesus' name. And not just hearers alone. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? That's what we're going to be reflecting on this morning. This month we have been looking at the word of God. Basically, we have said, when you look at the word of God, you should do what? You should read the Bible. You should study the Bible. 
You should do what? Meditate on it. You should do what? You should also memorize it. That's for And the last one is to do what? It's to, thank you, sir. It's to do it. We read the Bible. You study the Bible. You meditate on the Bible. You memorize the scriptures. And the last but not the least is to do what? Is to do it. And that's what we're going to focus on, that last part. Because it's great speakers have come in. They've spoken about the first four portions of reading, studying, meditating, and memorizing. But today, putting all that knowledge. You see, I was, just re- I was reflecting, and the word of God is like the current that flows through the walls. I'm sure many of us, as we're here right now, we know current is flowing through the walls, right? The word of God is that powerful. It's just there. But the only way you can access it is to do what? Is to put, plug something in there and you will see the results. Amen. The word of God is not docile. The word of God is not what? Is not docile. It is alive and it is what? Active. Thank you, ma'am. Quick. It is flowing. But only those that are able to do it will receive the results thereof. Many times, what we, what we have seen is, you come to church, you open the Bible, maybe that's the only time that you probably get to open the Bible in the course of the week, and you read the scriptures, the man of God preaches a great message, and we close the Bible, and the next thing that happens is, the flood of currents, there's so much news going around. Do I have any witness? There's so much information. You know, the word of God is also like information. There's so much information. The moment you close the Bible, and like we said last week, if you don't meditate on the word you have heard, the moment you close the Bible, that ends that chapter until next Sunday. And then you are filled with the negative and the false information that is flying around. You get back home and you see the difficult situation that you are going through that has that are still not changed. You continue to see those things within the same perspective. When what God expects of you is that once you have received his word, Bible says that the chastisement of our peace is what? Was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. So when you get back home and you see a situation where that is your sickness, what the word of God makes you to do is to do what? To have a different perspective. When you go back and you're looking at the bills and you're looking at we have to, how do I get my kids into school? How do I get these things done? What the word of God expects of us is to begin to do what? To have a different perspective. Now, there is a mentality that I'm a realist and an idealist. You are being real, you know, a lot, and it happens to a lot of us in Christendom that we want to be real. We want to be real with your situation. God does not ask you to be real with your situation. He asks you to speak concerning those situations. He's not looking, he's not looking for you to, to accept what you see. Are you seeing what I am seeing? That is what he's asking you. Elisha and his servant were standing and the enemies were surrounding them. And many of us who have seen the enemies and you are wondering, God, how am I going to be delivered from this trouble? But what God was saying to him is that 
Only if you could see. Only if you could go back home and begin to look at that situation in a different light. The Bible says the light shineth and what? Darkness comprehends it not. Begin to allow the light of God to shine on that situation. Begin to receive praise. Give God praise concerning that situation. And all of a sudden, what looked like a heavy burden, the devil will not even understand why you are rejoicing. Do I have a witness in the house? The devil will not understand why you are rejoicing because what happens is this. When you come to church and you receive a word like this and you get back home and you look at that situation and you say, there's nothing, this is just going to pass away because the word of God said, and it shall come to pass. And you decree into that situation that this situation, this is what the word of God says, it will come to pass. All of a sudden, the devil is confused. And what was so heavy upon your heart? And I'm sure many of us who have gone through those situations before, that all of a sudden, you began to apply the word of God into that situation. And in, when the situation went away, you did not even realize. You just realized that it's gone. You realize that that pain is gone. That is how God's word works in our life. Praise the name of the Lord. Rationalizing will keep you in the city of unbelief. When you continue to... In Christianity, we do not rationalize. Can you tell your neighbor that? In Christianity, we do not rationalize. It is spiritual maturity... To know that the word of God works. Spiritual maturity. To know that the word of God works. If you continue in trying to rationalize, you are dwelling in the city of unbelief and immaturity. And God will deliver us in the mighty name of Jesus. Do not rationalize the word of God. Do not try to bring it, you know, someone shares a testimony you know, someone shares a testimony and we try to demean that testimony and not acknowledge that God's power is at work in that person's life. Someone said, oh, I'm, I was delivered of headache. And then, oh, I'm sure he probably took Advil. And we say it in our mind, he probably took, because what we are trying to do, we are trying to rationalize it. That is headache. May you not have a headache in the mighty name of Jesus. May, tell your neighbor, may you not have a headache in the mighty name of Jesus. There are headaches and there are what? There are headaches. May you not have any of them in the mighty name of Jesus. The word of God is alive and it is powerful. Praise the name of the Lord. So, let's go into the scriptures today. The, the scripture that we have looked at, Matthew 16, verse 3 to 4, talks about the story of three women. And when you look at from the first verse, when Sabbath day was over, and that's thank God for women. Somebody says thank God for women. When Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. Amen. I, I still don't, you know, they got up from, this is the mystery of this scripture. They got up from their beds. 
and they just said, this is what we're going to do today. And on the way, they now realize that, they now ask themselves an important question. I'm sure when they left the house, they knew that there was, it was a tomb and there was a stone covering it. The men are probably forgotten that, okay, Jesus is in the tomb, that's the end. Good luck, we continue to live our life. But they got up and they chose to go to the tomb. And on the way, they now ask themselves a question, who will roll the stone away? Now, please, someone tell me, what, was, what is the next thing that they should have done? Thank you so much, Ma. Turn back. And I'm going to bring out something for us in this place that is, the company of people you keep matters a lot. The company of people that you keep matter a lot. These three people, I'm sure they were just of like minds. It did not lead to, you know, I was, when I was preparing it, you know, I was thinking that what if Salome had said and looked at Mary, you mean you woke us up and you did not have any plans on how that was going to happen? You share your dreams with someone and they tell you 1,001 reasons why it's not going to happen. People you move with matters a lot. They did not question the fact that we are going to click whatever they wanted to do to the body of Jesus. That was their mission. That was what God had given to them. They did not turn back despite the fact that there was something impossible that was on their way. It was an impossible situation for three women to roll a stone away. It was what? It was impossible. This was stones that soldiers had rolled over the place. We all know the scriptures very well. They had specifically said, put a stone there so that the disciples do not come and steal his body and say he has risen up, he has risen again. It was clear. But they still chose to do what the word of God says. You need to, when we, when we have read the scriptures, when you've studied it, when you've meditated it upon it, when you've memorized it. You see, the word of God is not, does not mean that you have free pass. Oh, the devil is going to raise opposition. But what do you see? Do you allow that situation to draw you back? Or you decide to still push forward? And that was what the steady woman did. The first thing, that I learned from this story. Because number one thing that they had was these three ladies had a faith mentality and a supernatural mindset. A faith mentality and a supernatural mindset. So number one thing that you must have as a believer, as a Christian, you must have a different mindset. A faith mentality and a supernatural mindset. Someone say faith mentality and a supernatural mindset. That was one of the first things that they had. You know, there, there are two things. There is faith in God and there is faith of God. Faith in God is, I know he can do it. We've had testimony of him doing it. That's faith in God. He has never disappointed. All well and good. That's like, good luck to him. 
But there is the faith of God that is inside of you. Amen. There is the faith of God that is inside of you when you know that this situation will not last forever. No matter how challenging it is, there is faith inside of you to know that God will give an answer. They were going to the they were going to the tomb and they didn't have any clue about how they were going to roll the stone away. But they never stopped to discuss the question. Did you see that there? They did not stop to discuss the question. They did not pause on the road to say, okay, what are we going to do? Do we need, what do we need to carry along with us? They focused on what God had told them to do. And we need to begin to have that mindset when we are stored, when we are in the word of God, when we are looking at situations in our lives. Because there are situations in our life around us that will say that, you know, the question that we're asking, just like the question that they asked, who will roll the stone away? How will my bills be paid? Think about those questions that are in, in our lives right now. How will my bills be paid? When will I get married? Isaiah 62 verse 4. Isaiah 62 verse 4, so that's a word for someone, I don't know. That's a word for someone. Maybe you're asking the question, when will I get married? And the Bible says, no longer will they call you deserted or, your na or name your land desolate. But you can, shall be called what? Epsiba and your land, Belua. That means married. God's promise never fails. You know, I have a friend and thank God that she gave me the, um, the, the release to, to share this testimony. She was waiting on God. She had her first child. And she was waiting on, on God for, you know, just to have a second child. Five, ten years passed. But one thing that she never stopped doing was never stop believing that God was going to do it. And trust me, they spend money on IVF. I'm sure many of us will have examples like that around us. And you know how much those things cost. I remember there was a time she was away out of work and she was in Spain. So when you now take the thing to Spain, you know that that's really serious. It took it to Spain, did everything, no results. And you can, you know, you can imagine at that point in time, a lot of many of us are saying, you know what? Maybe just be satisfied that God has given me one child. I'll be happy with it. But one thing that she never stopped doing was believing the promise of God for her family. Now, fast forward many years afterwards, they now live in the UK. And they decided that after compelling her husband that let's try one more time. The husband has already, thank God for men. God will help our faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Look at the man beside you and say, God will help your faith in the name of Jesus. So this, so they tried it one more time and it, it was, it's a unique testimony. They tried it one more time in the UK and of course he failed. And the husband said, never bring this up again. This is it. That's the end. We'll be fine. Nothing is, nothing is going to go wrong anymore. That is it. Because their daughter was already a teenager. 
or about to go to high um, university. Now, there was, she told me that there was one egg remaining that had been fertilized. The husband was upset. He had traveled back home. And she decided, okay, you know what? Chebi, there's, there's no harm in trying. This very last one that they said, the doctor said that is, one, that is the last one. All right, just put it inside. Men and brethren, that was what God answered. That very last one that people had given up hope on. That was what resulted to the next child. It is, for me, I see, you see, when you are trusting God, know that you are trusting God. Amen. Don't trust God and be looking for alternatives. Don't say that God, was told, God said this to me and you are now trying to help the word of God to come to pass. You wait on the word of God like we've studied. You meditate on it and allow God to create situations around you that will fulfill this word. Don't help God to fulfill his word. Amen. Someone said, don't help God to fulfill his word. These are questions. So like, we, let's go back into what we're studying. These are the same questions that we see all around. Of when will I get a better job? You know, you have been believing God for, for a great job. You know, you, you came here with a lot of certifications and blah, blah, blah. And yet it doesn't look as if what has God told you? What has God told you? Are you listening to what God is telling you or what people are telling you? You know people always have ideas. How many of you believe that? People have ideas. You tell them your problem, they will give you 10,001 reasons. Try this one. Try this way. Try this way. And at the end of the day, leading you to confusion. The only thing that you need is to know what the word of God says. You accept it, you believe it, and you wait for it. You see, I, was, I, I, some, I, I, I read somewhere and it said, the most important thing for you to do is to do what? To obey God. You see the consequences? Leave it to God. Obey God and leave the consequences to him. Whatever God has told you, he will bring it to pass. Somebody say amen. It will bring it to pass. So that's the first thing that we learned about these people, that they did not stop to discuss the question of whether God was able to do it, whether God was able to roll the stone away. They did not stop to discuss the question. The second thing, there was no argument about it. And I've said that already. May friends not derail your destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Friends will not derail your destiny in the name of Jesus. And that is why as couples, we need agreement. Amen. We need what? Agreement. Whatever assignment God has, when God gave your partner an assignment, he did not, he knew that both of you were married. And that means he gave it to the both of you. And you need to understand that there has to be agreement for that word of God to come to pass. If an argument had burst out between the three of them, they would have gone home their separate ways. And they would have never been able to testify that they got to the tomb and Jesus was not there. Only God knows how long people would have waited before they, because the disciples had completely abandoned Jesus. You know that all the men 
12 men, 12 grown-up men. We are getting there in Jesus' name. Expect something great on Father's Day. Praise the name of the Lord. Imagine if those women just abandoned the assignment. Maybe three weeks. That's when we realize that Jesus has risen. Thank you. Somebody said one month. But because God was going to fulfill his word, and you have to understand, and thank you, Holy Spirit, you have to understand that God said that you will destroy this body and I will raise it up in what? In three days. God has already given his word. But he needed people that will. He needed people that will ensure that that three days was going to be manifested. And it was three women that he used. There was no argument about are you okay? Why did you wake us up to come and do all this? You know, the issues that we find among us right now where we are trying to do something for God and instead of us trying to see how is this word going to be fulfilled, we are looking at pointing fingers. We keep pointing fingers. God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. The next thing was that they did not seek the help of men. At that point in time, when that happened, they, did not, they were going to the tomb. They did not say, oh, now that we cannot roll this tomb, tomb away, let me quickly branch at uh, Pastor Peter's house and Pastor John's house to see whether they will help us to roll the stone away. When God has given you the task, the help of man is vain. Psalm 118 verse 8, the help of man is what? Is vain. The help of man is vain. Don't look for, a, don't look for any, any, the strongest man or a financial daddy. Amen. Don't look for a, a, the richest woman and say they will, they will sort out my finances. God is able to meet all your needs according to his riches in glory. And that's what he promised us. And God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, we're going to look at because of time, we're going to quickly look at what are the attributes of those that believe and obey the word of God. For those who are um, looking for the, th- the topic of the message, is believing and obeying the word of God. Believing and obeying the word of God. So what are the attributes of those that believe and obey the word of God? Faith, number one. Faith is an evidence. Faith is not vague. You either have it or what? Or don't have it. Faith is an evidence. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Amen. It's like me telling, I can tell Dickinetti now that I will give you $100 by the end of this service. <laughs> but if I give, but where is the evidence? <laughs> I think this pastor is a <laughs> where is the evidence but if I give him a check and it's hundred dollars written on it that is the evidence that he can take that to the bank of the world and he knows that this is a bankable check it will result in money in my pocket yes or no that is the evidence. 
faith is not vague. It is evidence. And the only evidence you have from God is not a man of God. Because a man of God said this. The only evidence you have is, is not because of, uh, I saw it on social media. The only evidence you have is the word of God itself. And you take it to the bank anywhere and you know that truly that word is going to come to pass. Let's open our Bible to 2 Chronicles, Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. Bible says the just shall live by faith. Amen. He said, for we live by faith and not by what? By sight. So when you're walking now, you are walking with a different mental. At the end of this month, we have not spoken, we have not talked about miracles. We have not talked about something supernatural. We have just spoken about the word of God. And it says we live by what? By faith and not by sight. So every situation Whatever, how difficult it may be, you find the word of God that addresses it. And you continue to live by that word. You know, it's just like when, you, when someone says they believe, you, someone, when they believe a lie. And the lie, you continue to believe that all of a sudden, it becomes your own truth. Yes or no? That's what happens. You believe a lie. And you know, I remember one, I think one of the, I think my, one of my sons was telling me that there's, there's this guy always, coming up with, you know, different stories in his class about, oh, my daddy has this, my daddy has that. And I was just thinking that, come to me, when, come to my school when I was growing up to, everybody had this story about their dad. Amen. And it was all lies. But at the end of the day, that person, he continued to say it, maybe from starting from grade one to grade six. Oh, it actually happened to my uncle, so let me actually share the story. So he had been telling his um, his colleagues, is uh, of um, blessed memory now, wonderful uncle. He had been telling his colleagues that you know I think his dad worked in a like like oh he works in a civil service back in those days, and the day his father came, his father is from my my hometown and he came with that. You know that I don't know how to call it that Yoruba, um, not the not the normal material, the heavy one. They are sure okay. Let me use it. So the father came to school with the whole, because of his father is royalty. Came to school with the whole thing. No, he said, that's not my father. <laughs> because why? Because what the story has said, the man that finally appeared, did not match the story had said. And that is how life goes as well. But the word of God, so look at it, the word of God. You look at the situation that you are believing God to change. You, you are believing God, this thing is going to change. You continue to accept what the word of God says about it, about my child. You continue to accept the word of God about it until you, by the time things change, you will not even realize they've changed because that becomes your own truth. And God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. The word, the word of God gives you an accurate description of who you are in Christ. Amen. The word of God gives you an accurate description of who you are in Christ and not someone you want to be. Let's open our Bible to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. 
And we're going to read from verse 22. So I'll read from verse 22. It says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone that looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. And verse 25, where we're going. He says, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have said, but doing it. So there's a place of really doing it. said, they will be blessed in what they do. You know, and I can give you this analogy about it. Let me use, um, let me use this example, and it's going to be ladies, so I, I apologize in advance. You know, a lady is looking at a mirror, and she has a different picture of who she wants to look like in her head. When she looks at that word of God, at the mirror, and she has someone else that she's, she has in her mind, do you think she will accept what, she, what she's seeing? And that is why they will look at themselves and feel, oh, I don't feel so beautiful. Who told you that? Because you had someone's image in your heart. So every time you look at the mirror and you turn away, you, your mind is set on being who what God has told you not to be. Not who God has called you to be. So when you look at the mirror, you are looking at the word of God and it's speaking directly to you. Making you see the glories of God inside of you. And when you continue to believe that word of God, that's why it says, and you continue in it, doing it, you will be blessed in everything that you do. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now the third thing, I've said it already, the third thing about people that believe and obey the word of the Lord. They always watch the company of people around them. They always watch the company of people around them. I was, we were sharing it at, um, at our house fellowship meeting on Thursday that there are firefighters and there are firelighters. I'm sure many of us have had it. Now, firefighters, in the real sense of it, they are good people. Praise the name of the Lord. In the real sense of what firefighters are, Richmond Hill firefighting service, great people. But in the spiritual sense of it, they are not great people. That means they are people that can kill the ideas, the dreams that God has put in your heart. Those are firefighters. You see, there's another group of people called firelighters. Now, in the real sense of firelighters, these are those people that will give you, you put the cigarette in your mouth and they put the fire there for you. Yes or no? So that person is joining you to kill your body. So in the real sense of it, they are what? They are, they are destroyers. It's destruction. But in the spiritual sense of it, you know, if you not get the meaning in the spiritual sense of it, you see someone that you, you know, when you know that you have someone you can talk to and that person puts more fire inside of you. Thank God for Molara. When someone, the person puts fire inside of you that pushes you to do that thing, that person is the fire lighter. That person, you share your dreams with those kind of people. And they don't see trouble. 
the, when you share things with some people and you know the moment you share, you, you already know that the moment you share this with this, with this person, they say, they just shut it down. No, it can't work. Why is it that it cannot work? Why is it that it cannot work? May God deliver us from people of God. It is important. You see, relationships are, it's great to have relationships. There's no doubt about it. But watch your relationships. Watch your relationships. Are you discussing with people? I remember when I got my, when I got my first house, it was someone that, I always say that, I've always, every time we see ourselves, in this, it was in this church, every time we see ourselves, ah, we're going to buy that house in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. And then one day I just greeted him. We're going to buy house. God has done it for me. Ah. But that was a firefight because he stimulated the word of God inside of me. And two weeks after that, I closed my home. Because why it was a fire lighter. He stimulated me and all of a sudden I realized that ah, I've been sitting on... So everything I've been doing was just faith in God with no faith of God. And I was just using mouth to God will do it. God will do it. You need people that would stimulate the works of God in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, the fourth thing as we begin to bring this to a close, they do not stumble on the word of God. If you read James 1 verse 6, James 1 verse 6 says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double what? Minded. Double minded and unstable in all their ways. Unstable in all their ways. When God has given a word, whatever word God has given you in the process of this month, whatever word that you have had, you know, confession. We started the month by Pastor Joe Takoman, confession of faith. Even if God is not, even if you just take the word of God, you know, listen to Pastor Kodjo the other day, he said, the men of God, they were, not, they were not reading the Bible, but they just discovered those men like Apostle Joseph Babalola, maybe or before that, they, they were not reading so much of the scriptures, but the one word that they knew, they take it to the mountain and they pray, and they pray that word into their life. Even if you don't take Philippians 4 verse 19, but my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Jesus' name. You pray unto, it is the word of God. You pray it until you begin to see results in your life. God will help us in Jesus' name. And the very last one. It says, they have great relationships with people but have no confidence in the flesh. And that's what you see in Philippians 3 verse 3. Can we open our Bibles there? Philippians 3 verse 3. You can have great relationships, but trust me, have no confidence in the flesh. It says, for it is we who are the what? Circumcision. We who serve God by his spirit. Who boast in Christ Jesus. You know, it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but... If you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you will not be going around asking, 
It's like a Prince William going around and asking that, hey, can you pay for my Uber? To... Abba, I'm a son of a king. I have access to all these things. So look at that place again. For it is we who are the circumcision. We who serve God in the spirit and boast in Christ Jesus. And we have no confidence in the flesh. Brethren, have no confidence in the flesh. Let's start to our feet this morning and just begin to accept the engrafted word of God into our hearts this morning. I don't know whatever way the word of God has come to you this morning, but I need you to accept that word of God into your heart. Begin to accept it. Begin to confess it. Begin to turn the situations around with the words of your mouth this morning in the name of Jesus. Begin to turn every situation in your life around with the word of God this morning. Whatever it may be, whether you are dealing with, um, with sickness in your body, the word of God says by his stripes you are healed in the name of Jesus. Financial difficulties, God is creating an abundance for you in the name of Jesus. He's opening doors for you in the name. He said, see, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you will not have storerooms to contain, that is the word of God. Whether you are always running short on income, whether you're always running short or your income does not match your expenses, God is going to release the financial breakthrough. He will release wisdom at the same time in the name of Jesus. God knows that you need wisdom so that you can do your budget. But because you're in a difficult situation, he will release financial breakthrough for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we say thank you. We glorify your name. I want us to just begin to confess the word of God into your life, even at this time in the name of Jesus, that your word will work in my life in the name of Jesus. Your word will be fulfilled in my life in the name of Jesus. Your word will come to pass in my life in the name of Jesus, in the life of your children, in the lives of your children, in the lives of your children. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca The word works. Throne of Grace, transforming lives, establishing His kingdom.